Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, what a one point From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's loud, local, and live. And here we are, Monday night in New Jersey. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you had a dry weekend. Be careful if you're outside driving. We got our number back, so I don't have to try to remember a phone number or two or three. 1-800-283-101.5. I would practice in front of the mirror saying it, but it's ingrained in my head since uh, 2011. So uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. The uh, They're worried about pizza pollution in New York City. <laughs> I went to New York Friday night. I saw Rock and Roll Man with Constantine Maroulis, Jersey's own Constantine Maroulis, Jersey's own Joey Pantoliano, Joey Pants. I'm going to have them both on. Uh, we're working on getting it all together. Joey Pantoliano has been in four of my favorite movies, The Fugitive, um, Midnight Run, uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. He played Doc, the manager in La Bamba, Ralphie in The Sopranos. And uh, Rock and Roll Man, my favorite play. What a great, great job. The Alan Freed story. If you um, if you know anything about Alan Freed, uh, you today, you could really say he was a pioneer. Uh, he coined the phrase rock and roll. And the play is unbelievable. I highly recommend it. Uh, but, you know, it's a sad, sad story about Alan Freed. Because when all was said and done, they, they tried, did everything they tried to get him. And they got him. Um, we'll talk about that later on, but, uh, so I'm up in New York and I hadn't been in New York in a long time and oh my, there's just a smell. There's a smell, there's urine on the streets. There's a smell of feces in the air. I mean, it just stinks and you're walking through this. It's like, you know, usually there's a, there's a men's room door you could walk out of and return to the fresh air. But in New York, that is the fresh air. And I read an article today in the New York Post, uh, which Dan Alexander sent me, and basically the problem in New York, they believe, is pizza pollution. And they want to uh, eliminate the, uh, they want to get the, the wood and coal pizza ovens to uh, put in $20,000 worth of emission stuff to, uh, to fix the problem. Because apparently it's the pizza that's the problem in New York. So coming in at 910 tonight is our own Johnny Cita pizza guy. Johnny C. the pizza guy is uh, the capo from the uh, Pizza Bowl, Jersey Pizza Joints. And he's got his own Facebook page called Jersey Roots. And he's going to come in here later on with uh, John Moore, uh, who's got a lot of great Jersey stories to tell from uh, the old days. It's about 9:10. So if you're a pizza person, please tune in. If you're a pizza owner, pizzeria owner, uh, let's talk about this as well, because uh, I, I, you shake your head when you read stuff like this. Pizza is the problem. You know, that's why New York is New York, and that's why their biggest export are people to New Jersey, which is why people in Jersey are able to sell their houses at such a high price, because people in New York can't get the hell out of there fast enough. But that's not what I want to talk about right now. 
what I want to talk about right now is how they're getting out and how you're getting in NJ Transit, uh, which is having a big problem right now. Uh, apparently, they could be broke. They're losing money left and right. They have lo- they could lose pi- close to a billion dollars by 2026, according to uh, our article at nj1015.com. David Mathau wrote it. As ridership continues to lag pre-pandemic levels, NJ Transit is facing a looming fiscal shortfall. Could lose close to a billion by 2026. And agency officials uh, looking at all options. You know, one option could be: Do they raise fares? Another one, do they cut service? Do they ask for state aid? You know, what's a transit company to do? And that's what I'm going to ask you. Because I don't, I don't ride NJ Transit. I drove in. Uh, I haven't taken NJ Transit in a long time. Uh, I understand from uh, surveys that have been taken. Uh, this Rutgers Eagleton poll, Ashley Koenig says uh, people like the service, uh, apparently. Said the poll finds about 5% rate the state's mass transit system is excellent. 35% say it's good. 31 only fair. 14 pools, uh, poor. 16 unsure. So I want to know from you. And like I said, I don't take it, but we all, you know, we're all hanging here together. And a lot of people do take it. And if you're coming home on it right now or just left it, what is your opinion of AJ Transit? What could they do to uh, raise money? 1-800-283-101.5. Would you be all right? Should they, you know, the idea, like, should they raise uh, the fares? Well, if they have to pay for it, and, of course, you're going to have to pay because you know what rolls downhill in New Jersey. Uh, Do you cut service? I don't know. With the way things are right now as far as gas prices, as far as aggravation in driving in New Jersey, which we've discussed many times, traffic in New Jersey, why are more people not using NJ Transit would be a good question. And state aid, well, my thing with that is that means we're all going to have to pay for it. So now if I'm not using NJ Transit, my tax dollars are still going to go to pay for NJ Transit. Is that a good idea? 1-800-283-101.5. What would you do or what do you think could be done? If you take NJ Transit, how would you size it up? Rate it from 1 to 10. You know, are the trains on time? Are the buses on time? Is it something you like, you feel comfortable using? Is it something you're stuck with? Or is it something you once used to use but now don't want to be involved with? And why? And if you do love it, would you love it enough to pay more money to use it? Would you worry if service were cut to your area? I don't know. I, I, for me, if there, if there were a train that went from my house to this place, I'd be on it every night. I hate driving. I really hate driving. But in New Jersey, it seems we're stuck with it. So uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Three options. I tweeted it out as well. Follow me at Real Steve Trev. We retweeted it through the radio station. Uh, but how do you solve a problem like NJ Transit? And is there a problem? If you're, if you, do you use NJ Transit? And what is your experience like on NJ Transit? What are your opinions of NJ Transit? And uh, what do you think they could do to get more money? What do you think they should do? You want to raise the fares? You want to lower the service? Apply for state aid? Do you have any other ideas? Does somebody want to buy it, maybe privatize it? Use it as a money maker? You know? Uh, I don't know. But that's why I come to you. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevely. It's summer. Are you missing out 
on activities you love, taking a walk on the beach or a swim in the ocean, not able to join that walking tour in your vacation because of knee pain, back pain, or any kind of pain. Well, start enjoying your life. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Ramsey, Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. <laughs> All right. what? How do you solve a problem like NJ Transit? Apparently, they're going broke. And uh, they could be down a billion in a couple of years. Should they raise service? Increase the? Uh, should they cut service, increase the rates, or go to the state and say, we need money? And the state says, I don't know. We got to take care of those SUVs that we bought the COVID for our pals. Jeff is in Fairhaven on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? You, know, you, you Good. You mentioned the solution to the problem. The state should invest in increasing services. If it was more convenient to get to the trains, then people would take them. It's expensive as it is to take them so for me to have to drive 20 minutes to get to a train to then pay an exorbitant amount of money it gets you know it can't get to work using the train in jersey yeah you're right doing that yeah, but then you got to spend money to make money. I I I totally agree because like if I want to go to New York and take the train, say I could I could go straight up the turnpike and get there like in you know an hour or so, or right. I could drive a half hour to Princeton to get the train and then spend an hour or so to get up there, which is crazy. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. All right. So you're going with the increase now? Do you use NJ Transit? Oh, yeah, I use it all the time. I don't like the traffic jams getting into Manhattan. And so when, when I go in, I generally do take the train. How does it um, size up money-wise? It, I think it's a little expensive. It, it, you know what? If I, if I go if you go with more than three or four people, right. basically it's cheaper to take the car, which makes no sense. Now, I've traveled extensively in Europe and, um, and, and up in Canada. Transportation is much cheaper and it, it just encourages people. People don't bother with cars. Oh yeah. You know, and they always and people say it's smaller. But even in the outlying areas of, of European uh, countries, people still take the buses and they still take the trains because it's extremely affordable. And um, I mean, put it to you this way: an equal way to get from Fairhaven to New York in uh, Germany, for example, would cost you eight or nine dollars. You know, I've uh, been to England, and in London, it's all about the tube. No, and, and they live by that tube, and, and they're right, and right. that's a great way to do it. You know, Jeff, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, he wants more service. Jay is in Woodbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jay. Hi. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. What's the Jay short for? Jay? Yeah. Just Jay. Oh, just Jay? Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell me, what do you think we should do, Jay? Uh, I think transit should be run as a business. Well, aren't they wanting it that way now? 
No, I mean the waste is ridiculous. That's a business. The salaries are ridiculous for management. You know what? what you're paying for. Yeah, you want to trim the fat, take oh, some people out time. of management. Yes. It's kind of like yeah, the schools, the, the way they run everything in Jersey. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so when you say run it like a business, what do you mean? Um, like any other business, you're trying to make a profit. I know they don't make a profit, but run it the way you would any other business. Just not wasting. They just waste. Everything's wasted. Yeah, there's a lot of cronyism going on here. Oh, problem, yeah. And the problem, like, is that if you do that, then, like, a lot of people go along with it because they got relatives who are benefiting from the cronyism. Yeah, definitely. And that's the big problem here in New Jersey. Yeah, the management, too much management, mm. they could cut probably half of it. And do you use NJ Transit? No, I don't. Not uh, once in a while. Would you use it? I do, you know, once in a while. Okay, do you like it or do you think it's like a... It's okay. It's okay. It gets you where you need to go, I guess, but... Nothing to write home about. Nothing to write home exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the call. John is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking, John? Steve, I've been a commuter on New Jersey Transit for the last 25 years. Right. And I will tell you that when you get on the train, you buy your ticket before you get on the train. Right. And I will tell you, and maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but in 25 years, I will tell you that probably 20% of the time, my ticket is never collected. Why is that? So if, because, it, again, the, if the conductors are busy or if they're short-staffed or the train is full and they walk through the cars to collect tickets, they don't collect the ticket. I mean, can you imagine if you go on the subway... You have to buy, you have to pay before they have a turnstile. Right. Yes, people jump the turnstile. But I'm telling you that as a commuter, and the busier the train is, the worse it is. If you go from Penn Station to Secaucus, if you're going to a game, or Penn Station to Newark to go to the Prudential Center, and they get really busy, they don't collect a single ticket. So people could be riding for nothing. It, people are riding for nothing. It's the greatest travesty. Go to Washington, D.C. They have a subway system. They have a metro system. Mm -hmm. You pay before you get into the terminal to take the train. That makes more sense, of course. And so it's also, you can imagine, and it's just recently starting to change. You can't, if you get on the, the train, the only way you can pay for a ticket when you get on the train is in cash. Now, Why is that? They, they can't take your credit card? Everybody can take a credit card today. Everybody can take the, the, the homeless guys begging for money have to pay. They can take your credit card number. Everybody. And they can't on, do that. You get, on New Jersey, you get on New Jersey Transit, it, and, it, and they don't accept anything uh, larger than a $20 bill. And so the conductors are standing there making a cash transaction. You, you know how many people, well, it, since the pandemic, ridership mm -hmm. is down tremendously. But in the busiest times, you know, I mean, and if somebody didn't have the cash 90% of the time, you think they're going to stand there and argue? They just keep going. Now, you can buy a ticket on your phone, but if the Internet, if you don't have service, like when you're coming out of the tunnel or certain parts, you, yeah. you can't buy your ticket you either. 
No, you're right. That's major. That's major. You'd have your ticket paid for before you get on the train. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. So I got a Twitter poll up and basically saying, all right, raise taxes, cut service, and uh, get state aid. 46 votes so far. 8.7% on the raise taxes. Cut service, 37%. Get state aid. Of course, the solution to everything, let the state pay for it, as in you and me. 54.3. What is a transit authority to do? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. It's 7.30. Now, 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Casino Pier. Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside House has deals and discounts all summer long. Check out CasinoPierNJ.com to get details for specials and ride wristbands, water park admission, eat, putt, play, and more. Know before you go how to get more family fun this summer. <laughs> How are we going to do it, NJ Transit? They could lose a billion dollars by 2026. I know. They're trying to figure it out. Did they cut service? Did they raise taxes? What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. You got a Twitter poll up. You can follow me at uh, Real Steve Trev, NJ1015. And uh, let's see what our, our good friend Peter has to say on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Hello, Stephen. It's a necessity. A necessity. Yes, the transit is a necessity. My brother-in-law's father and brother work works for the transit. Everybody's father-in-law and brother works for NJ Transit. So they got all these extra jobs making all this crazy money, right? It's not crazy money. It is a necessity. It needs federal and state aid. Why can't they find a way to make money, Peter? I don't know. I know that I took transit right. when it was a necessity because I don't like imposing on other people. No, no, I get that. But, I mean, what can they do to make more money? Just apply for the state aid, then the state keeps giving them money? I mean, how can they generate, how can they become, you know, a profit generating or, you know, at least get in the positive and you know, profit? I guess lower the price. Because they can't keep on raising it. I have taken the train Mm -hmm. from Hamilton to New York. Right. I've taken the train from Trenton to... uh, No, I I imagine we've all taken the train. The question is, maybe, you know, lower the price may be a good idea. Maybe if they lower the price, thanks for the call, that uh, more people would ride it. Maybe more people now. I, I get the idea earlier about the service. I was just inconvenient, depending on where you live to where they are, to drive out of the way to get the train to go where you want to go. Jerry's in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jerry. Hey, how you doing? For many reasons. Right. They should shut it down completely. Just shut down New Jersey Transit, everything. And what you would have is $2,800,000,000 every year is what that budget is. It's just one year of that budget. You could get indigent people that ride that train a car for like $8,000. And you could give them $1 a day insurance. And as far as flooding highways, forget all those HOV lanes, all those bus lanes, all their tens of thousands of the buses, the amount of pollution they put out sometimes is very high. And yeah. Let me get this straight. So, so you're gonna you're gonna shut down NJ Transit. 
You're going to take the money. You're going to buy indigent people cars, which they can't afford, and you're going to give them a dollar a day insurance. Then you got to put gas right. in the cars. That's going to flood the highways uh, with more right. cars. But you're saying that's not going to be a problem because of the emissions we're going to save when the buses get out of the HOV lanes? I'm just saying that overall, yeah. it's such a waste of money that people can stop traveling so far to go to work. A lot of people could change if they don't want to drive there anymore. They could change where they live. I'm just saying as a, as a futuristic, far-out-looking thing, the plan of these trains, people don't want them anymore. You know, years ago, this made well, sense. Well, people are using them. See, I don't know. I don't agree with that. People, people do commute into New York. You know, I, now I realize that a lot more people now are not going into New York because they're able to work from home thanks to the pandemic. A lot of people have moved exactly. here. But I, I think part of the problem is they need more service because, you know, like I said, you drive an added way to get to them a lot of times. And plus what you're paying. Maybe if they had more service, maybe if they could find what? a way to lower fares. Uh, that would increase volume to come to NJ Transit. Like right now, why would you use NJ Transit if you live more than 30 minutes away from a train station? The question I have, though, is all this money and all the retirement benefits and all the future retirement benefits of all the workers and everything, you're wasting time, you're throwing money down a rat hole, you're better off doing what I say and coming up with some better type of plan. Remember, you too, can't get rid of the railroad. You can't get rid of NJ Transit. You just can't. I, 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 give, saying, me, give me a I state, do. give me a country no, I, that I runs without that. transit. <laughs> Come on. I understand that. I'm saying you I, want to buy everybody used cars. And then the used cars break down. Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying comparably to the amount of money it's costing and the vouchers and the free rides and right. all the money they're giving to retirement and all the other people. Well, think about, wait a minute, hold on. It's the second time you hit on retirement. So basically, uh, I don't understand. This is, you talk, this, when you're in the union, I, I know how the firemen do it. I know the police do it. When you're in the union, are, are the retirement benefits also being paid by the union members where it's taken out of their pay and they're paying for the retirement? Or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, that's okay for the existing thing. I'm just saying this is an unworkable economic thing. When things don't work economic, just like right. all these green cars they want to put in, it doesn't work economically. And when a thing doesn't work, free market doesn't work, it's a... It's an S show for the government. And that's why we're going downhill in this country, because we don't do things that make economic sense. Yeah, but that your ideas aren't making economic sense, Jerry. Giving everybody a used car with a dollar a day insurance up to $8,000? How does that make, how does that make any, are you being facetious or are you, you really now, believe well, I am, of course, a bit, but it's the only way to placate people that would be even willing to entertain that kind of idea. Because they would say you can't have all these people have no transportation. You know what would happen? You know what would happen? They would take the car, the car would break, and then they complain that you gave them a car that broke. You can't win that. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you solve a problem like NJ Transit? Uh, quoted NJ1015.com. NJ, I'm sorry. David Matthau wrote the piece. They could lose a billion dollars by 2026. So what's this, you know, so uh, what's a transit company to do? Do they raise fares? Do they cut service? Uh, do they go for state aid? 1-800-283-101.5. And where are you on any of that? Do you use NJ Transit? What would you do to fix the problem of NJ Transit? 1-800-283-101.5. 
I got some ideas coming up. 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. All right, NJ Transit's in NJ Trouble. Uh, they could lose a billion dollars by 2026. Stories on NJ1015.com. What do you do to raise money? You raise the rates? You cut the service? Do you apply for state aid? Uh, that's what I asked on my Twitter poll. Uh, 66 votes, 12.1% raised affairs, 39.4% cut service, and 48.5% say go for the state aid. A lot of those surveyed in the Rutgers-Eagleton polls, they like the service. But uh, where are you on this? Kathy's in Cream Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hello, hi, Steve. How you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Hey, did they actually do an audit? Can you uh, get a little closer to the phone? I'm sorry, hang on. Okay. Hey, is that better? Much better. Okay, I had to speak, or I'm sorry, I'm driving. That's okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, did they do an actual audit? An actual audit? Yeah, did they actually do an audit to see where they really are? Or, you know how, like, uh, sometimes they... They say one thing and it's not really true. No, no, I believe they're losing money. I mean, like, what, what is it you're looking for? Well, what about upper management skimming off the top? I don't know if it's that. If anything, it could be upper management making too much money. Or maybe you yeah, could slice some mean. jobs. They're not taking them off the top and putting it in their pockets. Well, we don't know that for sure, but that's the right thing. Uh, maybe cut cut back on some of the, you know, the upper management there making too much. I think, if anything, I like that idea. And thanks for the call, Kathy, to New Jersey 101.5. If you're going to do that, cut some high-paying jobs. Use that money. If you're going to get state aid, if you have to, and I, I hate the idea of state aid because I don't want to pay for it because uh, I don't use it. Uh, you know, but if... Uh, you did something like that. I like the idea, uh, and it's impossible. Cut, you know, cut fares, add more service, and you probably get a higher volume of people and hope to make the money back that way. But it's, you know, we have to have transit. What are we going to do? You know, we're not going to we're not going to lose it, and it's going to probably come down to a combination of all three. I put it on Facebook. And some of the responses, I have no complaints with the services. Howard, my complaint is with the Turnpike Authority that fails to enforce the bus lanes at exit 16 to the Lincoln Tunnel. I noticed that when I went in, too. It is a cluster F at the Lincoln Tunnel. It just crawls no matter what you do. And, uh, you know, the idea that somebody was saying earlier about how people get on the train never see a conductor. So how many people ride the train for free? Again, you got to spend money to make money. Business, you know, it's a shame they couldn't privatize it because business, big business knows what to do. When the state gets involved, the state is horrible at running a business. We have, show me a successful New Jersey run business. Well, there is none. So you have people getting on the train, not paying, high volume, you're dealing with that. Uh, fire upper management, my guess is they do little and take huge salaries. Yeah, of course. Uh, if I have people that mismanaged and hire people back that know what they're doing, that's a good idea. 
Uh, Bill says they sold off or scrapped most of the paid-for reliable equipment that was consistently and continuously maintained on a regular basis, such as locomotives, passenger cars, buses, maintenance equipment, which equaled the exceptional on-time performance from 1983 to 2008. Now they have way overpriced, high-tech, recyclable junk. The older locomotives and buses uh, ran and operated smoothly and continuously every day and every night. Common sense on making the financial decisions, especially with equipment, doesn't exist anymore at NJ Transit. So what do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. Johnny C., the pizza guy coming up. Uh, Pizza pollution is a problem in New York that we'll talk about later. All live, all local, all Jersey. We are New Jersey 101.5. And New Jersey chime time is uh, 8.09. Steve Trevelace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was I supposed to say chime time that time? I, I forgot. All weekend long, it was chime time, chime time, chime time. Uh, I did a weekend shift. I did music. I played music on the boardwalk. Right across from Convention Hall at, um, at Asbury Park, having a grand old time. Ryan and I, my producer, staring at the iconic Convention Hall and uh, thinking about all the great shows that took place at Convention Hall. I was never on the Convention Hall stage. I don't think I was on the Convention Hall stage. I was on the Paramount Theater stage a number of times. But uh, Big Joe's been on the Convention Hall stage. But uh, I wrote a post. Uh, on nj1015.com of all the great uh, our favorite shows at Asbury Park's Convention Hall and my god, the Stones played there the Who played there, the Doors played there the Clash played there, Bruce played there a billion times, the rehearsal show that I saw with Bruce back in 1999 when he got the band back together before they went on the road in two very cold nights in March the wind whipping round the boardwalk it was cold and it was great and check it out at nj1015.com also the best white pizza in new jersey johnny c the pizza guy who's got a facebook uh page called jersey roots coming in at nine o'clock and uh, they're doing something in new york um the pizza pollution's a big problem in new york now they want the people with the coal fire and wood ovens to uh put emission controls on their um uh, on their ovens which people say could mess up the taste of our beets and maybe uh, they get enough, disgusted enough, they bring more abits to New Jersey. Uh, you know, because the biggest export in New York right now is people to New Jersey. And Jersey people know that because they sold them their houses for lots and lots of money. But we'll talk about that in the next hour. Seaside Heights is what I want to talk about this hour. You know, some of my best memories of being a coming-of-age kid, you know, 16, 17, 18, have involved Seaside Heights. When uh, you start off in New Jersey, uh, Point Pleasant, you know, your kiddie rides, you go on the kiddie rides, you ride the train with your parents, right? They put you on the rides. And then when you get older, you go to Seaside Heights. And, you know, my mother met my father in the chatterbox on Seaside Heights. Uh, She was engaged at the time. That's how good my father was, right? Uh, So history repeated itself later on with his son. But anyway... uh, some of my best memories are down there. And now, thanks to this uh, crazy law where cops can't bust kids if they're drinking or stoned for fear of going to jail themselves, 
kids are running amok at the boardwalks. And uh, the trash in boardwalks left and right, Seaside Heights among them on Memorial Day. Uh, it's the latest to implement new rules. And among them, they basically want to take Seaside Heights away from the kids. Uh, 10 p.m. curfew. Beaches will close at 8 o'clock. You got to be 21 for short-term rentals. Uh, now, when I was when I was 18, we rented myself, B Street Glenn from the Gun Stewart from the B Street Band, and three of our friends. We chipped in and we rented a house in Wartley Beach. And you could do that when you were 18. Not anymore. Now you got to be 21. Uh, the beaches and the boardwalk can be closed. Undercover police officers will be on duty. It's become like it's so sad. And it's, it, I don't blame them because what are you supposed to do? You know, uh, Senator Declan O'Scanlan is proposing legislation that would stop this insanity and give the cops some authority over these kids. But what are we going to do? You know, as it stands right now, more and more short towns, Seattle City, my kids are going down. We're going down for vacation. And uh, my sons and their friends. Uh, by the way, my son, Albert, oh, my God, they, they played in the Monmouth College uh, seven-on-seven football this weekend. Eight touchdown passes. Uh, he threw uh, two picks. One wasn't his fault. And the other one, okay, what are you going to do? And uh, my son Lennon goes up in double coverage, pulls down a ball, scores a touchdown, splits his lip in the process. They're going nuts. Uh, it, dude, it, it, as, as bad as it was last year, it's as great as it is this year. Uh, but anyway, that's another topic for another day. I want to talk about Seaside Heights, and I want to know at 1-800-283-101.5. Like I said, we go down to Seattle City, they can't even go out at night now because they got to be home at 10 o'clock. When you were tenant, when you were 16, 17, and 18 down the shore, were you home at 10 o'clock at night? Some of your best memories take place after that. And what I want to know now, as they try to transition Seaside Heights from, you know, a party town for kids to, I guess, an adult community. Uh, I know Fort Lauderdale did that years ago uh, when, you know, spring break used to happen in Fort Lauderdale. Now it doesn't. So what are your, how do you feel about Seaside Heights? the changing of Seaside Heights and what's going on down there. But what are your best memories of Seaside Heights? And no matter what era we're talking about, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, what are your best memories of Seaside Heights? What were the clubs you went to? The parties you went to? Did you have fun? <laughs> what were some of the things you did? You know, um... You know, when I was there, I mean, it was in the 80s. You know, we had the, the Chatterbox was still there. Baby O's was still there. You know, you'd go to the clubs. You'd walk the boardwalk. Uh, we rented houses. Uh, of course, you play the wheels. My parents would go down. My mother would win all the Christmas presents on the wheels. Sonny and Ricky's, Lucky Leo's. Uh, you know, take home, take home the booty. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. What are your best memories of Seaside Heights? You know, Seaside Heights back in the day. What were the clubs that you went to? Who were the bands that you saw? And how do you feel about what's happening now? You know, do you, are you, you like the idea that Seaside Heights is now going to, you know, restrict the kids out of it? We're not kids anymore, but we were. And uh, I know I would have felt that this was going on because they're running out of places to go. But it's not their fault. You got a government that can't control the kids. Somehow, some way, we legalized marijuana and, and set up a system where cops could get in trouble for busting underage kids for weed. I don't know how it happened, but it did. And 
as long as it's going on, this is what we're going to have to deal with. But on a happier note, you know, let's go back in time a little bit. What are your Seaside Heights stories? 1-800-283-101.5. What was your favorite Seaside Heights club back in the day? Or even now, what was your favorite Seaside Heights band? Who were the bands that you saw at those clubs? You know, a lot of them aren't around anymore. Even Ortley Beach, Joey Harris and Surf Club. You know, I've, I've been going there since I was like seven years old, sitting on the beach, eating a hamburger, french fries and a Coke, watching the ocean, playing with my friends. You get old enough, you get to go inside the club. Uh, my friend Scully Romano uh, was a DJ there for a while. It was a cool place. And a lot of those places don't exist anymore. But 1-800-283-101.5. Now, uh, what they want to impose, the new rules in Seaside Heights. 10 o'clock curfew for teens. The beach is closed at 8 o'clock. You got to be 21 for the short-term rentals. That really sucks. Because, you know, the, the, the beginning, before you go to college, right? The first thing you do, you get to rent a house with your friends. And you get to have, I mean, and granted, we rented a house. And granted, we trashed the house. But still. We paid for it. We gave them security. Now you got to be 21 to rent the house. So basically they're saying, like many other short towns are, and you can't blame them. You know, we don't want the kids. Because the kids cannot be policed. The kids cannot be controlled. There's this little, I don't know, little sweet spot of law immunity in New Jersey. Between 16 and 21. 1-800-283-101.5. You ready to downsize and want to sell your home fast? Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage is buyers lined up can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. After Suzanne's husband died, she decided to sell her mountainside home with the help of Rob and his team and their top-tier marketing strategies. She had 51 showings, multiple offers in just 11 days, selling the home for $500,000, which was $25,000 over the list price, enabling Suzanne to move on. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ and then you start Pat.5. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a super summer family fun day. You can win free passes to Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride and slide passes. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun from New Jersey 101.5. All right, so I ask, give me your Seaside Heights memory, and I've got an open board right now. How is this possible? You're telling me that in the history of New Jersey, nobody had any fun at Seaside Heights? Come on. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweeten the pot. I'm going to sweeten the pot. I have one pair. I, I have lottery tickets. I have a lottery ticket pack of 20 scratch-offs. And you give me the best Seaside Heights story, your experience in Seaside Heights. Give me a club that you went to, a band that you saw. What? Come on, get on, get on here. What are you doing? 
Okay. A correction for Steve. It's twenty dollars worth of New Jersey lottery scratch offs, not twenty scratch off tickets. Oh, twenty dollars. Yes, not How twenty scratch tickets. They're each. Uh, it's it's uh, twenty dollars. Each one's a two dollar ticket. Oh, okay. We have yeah. twenty dollars worth of scratch off tickets. Very big difference. Good, big difference. Yes. All right. We have twenty dollars worth of New Jersey lottery scratch off tickets. I got to bribe you now. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Give me your best Seaside Heights story. Growing up in Seaside Heights, I don't care what year, how old you are. Uh, give me some you did that. There. Did you go down there? Did you uh, did you get lucky? Did you meet somebody? Is there a great story? Like I said, my mother met my father at the chatterbox. I don't know how to work that. <laughs> Since uh, without that, this wouldn't be happening. But uh, who were the favorite bands that you saw, and what were the clubs? And it was just such a different time too. Now it's sad. There's so many restrictions. There is so many. You know that they're, they're going to happen. Like all other towns are doing the same thing, and you can't blame them. Seattle City, 10 o'clock curfew. Ocean City, close the beach at 8. All the fun's being sucked out of the shore. And for what? Where are you going to get your memories from? I feel my, my sons are 16 years old, you know, and I feel so bad for them. Because, you know, they're not going to get the experiences that we do. They're going to have a whole different life. And not as good. You know, if you're in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, you know. Not as good. Uh, Dave is in Seaside Park on New Jersey 101.5. All right, Dave. I knew if I bribed you, you'd call. What do you got for me? <laughs> I, I know what it takes in this town. Go ahead. I'm coming through Seaside Heights now, so memories yeah. are, are coming back. When you roll the window down, they come in faster. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, the one thing I remember from the early, I guess late 70s, was when the Rolling Stones Some Girls album came out. Uh-huh. That was the big thing on those record wheels to win that album. Oh, yeah. Remember the the bottom shelf? I always got the bottom shelf with the 45s, like the promos that nobody wanted. And I I guess my only bad story was I got arrested at the, um, the water park. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you led with the Some Girls album and you buried the lead there. The arrest would have been the big, I would have gone with the arrest. How did you get arrested? Rented a house down on Grant Avenue. Right. Um, it, it was a great time. Right. You know, 50 guys from high school packed into a house that slept 10. How old were you? Park at like uh, 1 in the morning. No, no, I mean, how old were you? I don't know, 18, 17, 18. Okay, see, that's the beauty of it. Go ahead. So you got 50 guys packed into the rented house. What happened? Listen, it actually, like you said, we it, people were behaved differently back then. You know, if the cops came, you kind of respected them. Yeah. You took you took your hit on security and you moved on, right? Mm-hmm. But now there's a whole other, by the way, I'm very happy with what Seaside Heights is doing. Yeah, I, I can't blame you. I feel um, bad for the kids. And, yeah, well, it's. I think the kids are different now. I, that's all I have to no, say. No, I agree. I, I, I said I, I understand where you're coming from. They, Seaside has doing what they have to do. And we were more respectful of the cops. And we were more respectful of people and the property. And, yeah, we you know, we did crazy stuff. But we didn't, like, spit in cops' faces, or we didn't, you know, blow smoke at them and laugh at them, and you know what I mean, and taunt them, knowing they couldn't do anything, which is what happens today. Well, and it's what your parents did when they found out you got in Yeah. So that's also a difference. That that was a big part of it, too. How did you get arrested? What did you do? 
Uh, we broke into that water park at night. Oh, you broke into the water park. Okay. Yeah, it was closed. It was like one in the morning, climbing up the, you know, and they chased us up the boardwalk. Whatever, you know, it was, again, it was... Uh, it was a different time. It was a different time. It was stupid fun, but it was what it was. So. Yeah, and it was fun. Dave, I'm putting you in the hopper. Hold on. We're going to put you in the running. Now, the best story is going to get the, uh, the scratch-off tickets. Let's go to... Uh, Ron is in San Diego, California. Hi, Ron. Hey, how you doing, Trev? Good. How are you? I'm I'm great. I uh, just happened to be tuning in tonight, and I was uh, reading your question of the uh, evening regarding Seaside Heights, and it brought to mind. Tell me. Uh, some of my early days back, nothing, nothing earth-shattering like some of your uh, viewers have expressed, but back in uh, the early 70s, uh, one of my fondest memories when I was going out with uh, my girlfriend at the time. Right. And we we would uh, we were living in the Princeton area, and we would on the weekends in the summer <clears throat> drive down to the, the shore, and we always used to end up usually somewhere between I don't know Belmar, Spring Lake, Seagird, Manaspan, and then ultimately uh, Deepside Heights. And I always remember. Ron, <laughs> you forgot to remember. Ron? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Well, you, you said you'll always remember what? Uh, that I wasn't wealthy at the time, and I would uh, spend half of my paycheck trying to impress my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know those roulette uh, wheels they had, and they had albums? Oh, yeah, yeah. They want, yeah, you spin the wheel, right? Once in a while, I win something like C Train or uh, you know Jethro Tull. There you go. Longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you didn't land on the bottom shelf. Not too much. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on the bottom shelf. I was I was the forty five king of those days. Oh man! Yeah. And now you're in San Diego. Oh yeah. Well, I've been out here since uh, 1983, Steve. Oh, it's beautiful. Married. My wife and I moved across country. Uh, couple days after our wedding uh-huh. and uh still come back to jersey and uh ohio where i'm originally from but just uh i keep listening to your show and uh a lot of my friends do as well oh man i really appreciate that i had a friend named ron zollers who uh, is about your age that moved out there hey, that's my, is hey, this that's my name is that you ronnie Oh my God! How are you? I'm I'm fine, Steve. I'm doing great, dude. It is so yeah. great to hear from you. It is so great. We we worked together in the old WPST days. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, we played the best songs from the best albums. Now no one knows what an album is. From the shore to the Poconos, you got it. Songs from the best albums. Ronnie, take care, man. We got to catch up. All right. Hey, Steve, uh, best wishes to you and your family and friends out there. Keep up the good work, buddy. You too, my friend. Thank you. What a great guy he is. What a great guy he is. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Your best seaside memory. See, you too. You haven't been here long enough to have seaside memory. No, no. Don't really have any of those. You know, no. do, you, do you have a, do you have a Ohio memory? Oh, plenty of Ohio memories in the summer, going to the amusement parks. You know, that that was what you do in Ohio. You go on roller coasters. Mm-hmm. So. Now Ohio is a roller coaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's just the Browns. <laughs> it's 830.
Pittsburgh every 15 minutes in New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Casino Pier. Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights has deals and discounts all summer long. Check out CasinoPierNJ.com to get the details for specials on ride wristbands, water park admission, eat, putt, play, and more. Know before you go how to get more family fun this summer. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Looking for your Seaside Heights memories. Best one going to get $20 in lottery scratch-offs. Uh, so they're going to have new rules. 10 p.m. curfew for the teens. Beaches close at 8 o'clock. Must be 21 for the short-term rentals. Bars have to have a restaurant with them. Beaches and boardwalks can be closed. Undercover police on the scene. It's different now than back in the day. So uh, give me a best back in the day, Mermary. On New Jersey 101.5. Big Jim is in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Big Jim, how are you? Big Steve, what's up, my man? I'm doing good. How about you, pal? Doing all right. So I thought it would be worth sharing that I I think my first drunken memory uh, stems from an experience at Frankie and Johnny's on the uh, the boardwalk at Seaside. Uh Now, what year are we talking about? I'm 55. I was 13 or 14. Wow, look at you. Even then you were big, Jim. <laughs> well, things, like you said, things were a little different, and it was okay to be adventurous. Yeah, those were the days. So we had gone down to uh, to visit uh, a family friend right. who had a, a son who was about 18 or 19, and we went out with uh, little Frankie, right. and we went to Frankie and Johnny's, and it was me and my little brother. Right, and I remember we got we got all banged up at Frankie and Johnny's. Right, and when we came home, my brother passed out on the uh, the patio table in the backyard. Uh-huh. And Frankie's mother uh, came out, and w- Frankie was a bodybuilder. He was a big boy. Okay, and I remember she was just like hitting him, saying, "What did you do? What did you do?" <laughs> he just kind of stood there saying, "Ow." ow, ow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, so so what happened? That was it. He, my brother kind of slept it off. You know, uh, our parents were like childhood friends, so oh. you know, boys are going to be boys. What can you do? So they got they 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 lived. They didn't get in trouble. Good stuff, Jimmy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Let's go to uh, Jason. Is in Hazlitt on New Jersey one hundred one point five. What's up, Jason? How are we? We're doing good. How about us? Right, I'm uh, actually heading down to make some cold brew coffee for my coffee company. And uh, oh, you have a coffee in. company? Tell me. I do. I do. What's my, it uh, called? Coffee company called Bean Muggin Coffee Co. We're out of Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Bean Muggin Coffee Co. Bean Muggin, yes, B E A N M U G G I N Coffee Co. Nice. That's All right, well, that's excellent, man. Thank you. Good luck. How long have you been in business? Uh, we've been in business for about four years now, uh, just a small batch coffee company. And, uh, we kind of inspired out of COVID. All mm-hmm. of our events kind of shut down, and we decided to uh, go retail and wholesale and uh, try to do our thing here. Dude, send me a message through the app. I'll do a story on you for the website. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you better have a good story now, but Jason. It's better <laughs> yeah, not involve man, coffee, dude. To- yeah, now, now the pressure's yeah. on. <laughs> Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm 40 years old, so I kind of grew up around the the shore life, and kind of when that uh, Jersey Shore show was on, uh-huh. you know about that. I've heard of it. Yes, um, I I believe I have a theory. Tell me what you think. I believe God saw one episode of Jersey Shore and sent Superstorm Stan to wipe out all evidence. 
Oh, that's a good one. But that's my theory. <laughs> I don't know what your theory is. I, I, I mean, we weren't as crazy as the show, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I don't know if you guys remember uh, the the uh, the club, uh, Breakfast Club. Yes, I do. Uh, don't you forget about me. <laughs> the night started off there. Uh-huh. Um, so I was out with a couple of buddies of ours. And, of course, you know, I'm driving. You know, all my buddies get banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stuff back into the car. And we're like, well, where are we going? Uh, night's not over yet. So we decided to go down to Seaside because Seaside closes late. Right. Right. Why not? Yeah, and of course. Over there. So we all go. Uh, we're shooting down to Hemingway's. Uh, and uh, my buddy is knocked out, passed out in the back of the car when we pull up. Uh-huh. And we all look at each other and we go, what are we going to do? Weekend at Bernie's? Weekend. Listen. We are going to leave them in the car. I'll keep the windows open a little bit. Right. And, uh, we're going to go in. Like, why are we going to wait for this guy? There you go. So right we, thing to do. We right. Go ahead. Out. We went out. We closed the night out. Uh-huh. And now, you know, we're all feeling pretty good. We're like, oh, man, we got to go back to back to the car. Let's, let's go see if John's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you what, I couldn't see in my windows. He must have sweat so bad in the back of that car. It was all fogged up. He was dying laughing. <laughs> he was back there sleeping. We jump in the car. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, where, where are we going, guys? And we're like, yeah, dude, it's 4 o'clock. <laughs> we're going home. <laughs> hey, I'm going to put you on hold. Give, uh, give Ryan your information. We'll hook you up with the coffee, man. Best of luck. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Good stuff. Hold on. All right. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Looking for seaside memories. Kathy's in Spotswood on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kathy. Hello. How are you? Um, good. I have two. One has to do with being 15 in a tube top. Uh-huh. Or one has to be about... Um, you know what to lead with. ...with a boa constrictor. All right. All right. Let's go with the tube top. <laughs> Work our way to the boa constrictor. Well, my parents used to go down, you know, a week every year. So we used to pretty much go to Lavalette. We always got to bring a friend. Right. And, of course, we'd go to Seaside Boardwalk. Right. So, you know, you always meet some guys down there, kids, you know, you're hanging on the beach, you're making out or whatever. Right. And then you get up and you're, like, running, you know, they're chasing you down the boardwalk. And you know how they have the benches that you should flip the back? Either you can look at the rides. Right. You can, yeah, you can move them. Or right. you can look at the ocean. Right. Well, it was nighttime, so, uh, you know, everybody's pretty much looking at the games. So as I was running down the boardwalk, I was about 14.50, my tube top fell down. Oh. All these people. So I just stood there, I pulled it up, and I said, I'm never going to see you people again, and then I just took off. <laughs> and then came the boa constrictor. Yes, a boyfriend of mine had a boa constrictor. He was about six feet. Uh, we went into one of those shot and beer joints that were on the boardwalk. Right. I'm 62, so it was a long time ago. Right. And um, I had bow around my neck. And nobody said anything. We're walking down the boardwalk. Nobody said anything. And here comes two of the police officers telling me we got to get him off the boardwalk. And I'm like, why? He's just wrapped around my neck. Uh-huh. And he goes, because people are complaining. I said, I see people with the stuffed snakes around their neck. <laughs> They're allowed to do it. So why can't I? 
Good argument. And, would you like no. to leave on your own or we'll escort you? <laughs> and the snake. Yes. All right. That's good stuff. All done. I'm going to put you on hold. You're in the morning. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your Seaside Heights memories. Uh, I'll be right back. Point five. Uh, my friend Gooch, I got plenty of down to shore stories. I got to wait for the statute of limitations. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do the topic when I get back from vacation in two weeks. Your best Seaside Heights memory in Manalapan. We have Steve on New Jersey 101.5. Steve O, what do you got for me? Steve, you there? So, oh. yep, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. So, um, 1975, guys from Brooklyn, Seaside Heights, Wildwood was our playground. Right. Summer, I lived, worked, and played there. One weekend, my friend and I bought the uh, Southern Comfort. We had each bottles. We got the entire town drunk. <laughs> you got the entire town of Seaside Drunk. town drunk. <laughs> what the hell was I when this was going on? This is good. <laughs> you can't beat that. And if you remember... And comfort, you would light it up. You know, you would put a match to it. And uh-huh. you shot with it lit up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had the town glowing. That was good. That is good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Dolores is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dolores. Hi, dear. How are you? Good. How about you? Uh, really good. Really good. This topic brings back really good memories today. Yeah. I couldn't wait to call. Tell me. Uh, you know, back when my, uh, with my boyfriend and I, we used to always come down the shore, uh, and go to the chatterbox on the boardwalk uh-huh. and just dance the night away. Just dance. I remember one night it was raining and they said, we're going to go out anyhow, but we didn't bring an umbrella. We stayed till about till closing, probably two o'clock. We were the only ones running on the boardwalk in the rain, and we picked up some empty boxes and put it over our heads. Uh-huh. And it was just so much fun running in yeah, the rain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Chatterbox was such a great play. I saw Jane Americans there. Uh, everybody played the Chatterbox. And they would get, like, really, they get, like, current acts in there as well. I don't know why that place closed. I don't know. I, I wish, now I live down in Tom's room. Now I live down the shore. I wish... My friends and I could go there, but it's not there anymore. No, so many of the great places, Dolores, are not there anymore. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. When I was, um, I just got out of Marlboro High School. We graduated Marlboro High School, and it was myself, uh, Glenn from the B Street Band, and like I said, three of our friends. We had, uh, we all, I was working at Great Adventure at the time, so a couple of my uh, guys from Great Adventure jumped in as well. And we all chip in on this house. Uh, tw- the address was 25th Avenue in Ortley Beach, and it was a giant house, and it was the house that my family would rent when we were kids. The Trevelises and the Provenzanos went in on this house, and uh, we shared it for a couple of weeks. And this was the vacation every year. When I got out of Marlboro High School, we, my friends and I got together and rented the same house. They got it. We were all 18, and everything's going along great. We had it for like two weeks, and I was working a great adventure throughout this time so that I had money to spend when I got home. So somewhere along the line, we we meet these three girls, and they start coming back to the house. And one night, uh, 
we're all getting you know, we're all getting loaded and there was this like staircase that was paneled off like a stairs with paneling over it you couldn't go up the stairs because of the paneling and we had built with all the empty beer cans like a pyramid we just kept stacking and stacking and stacking the cans. They went all the way up the wall. Giant pyramid of empty beer cans. And I think, as I remember, Glenn was sleeping under the beer cans. Like, his bed was over there, and I was on the other end of the room, and we're all kind of just uh, goofing on each other and getting loaded and making fun. And I took a beer can and flung it at the pyramid, causing all the beer cans to crash down on Glenn. Who picks up, gets up and starts throwing the beer can. Now everybody's throwing beer cans everywhere. Beer cans are flying all around the house. And somehow, uh, one of the guys, this guy, Rich Donato, goes in the refrigerator and along with the beer can starts, brings out like a dozen eggs. Now the eggs are flying all over the house with the beer cans and then the garbage and then the debris and everything is on the dress. Everything's, everything's flying around the house. The place is totally destroyed. And it stinks so bad because of the eggs. We got to get the hell out of the house. We end up getting out of the house. We walk. And now it's, you know, three, four in the morning, right? Everything's closed. We end up passing out on the beach and in Ortley. And then we go, uh, we end up going out to a diner for breakfast at like six o'clock in the morning. I mean, waking up at six o'clock in the morning with the sun. We go back home. And uh, later that day, the girls came. And clean the whole place up for us. It doesn't get any better than that. Jersey Radio. Every time I drive home, always something interesting. New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. It's all right. It's all right. Steve Trevely is getting you through tonight. And 1-800-283-101.5. We got the number back. We lost it for a little while. It went on vacation. Came back. And uh, my vacation is next week, and we were taking some seaside hike stories, and we got Wayne hanging on. But before we do, uh, this man, this man is the capo in the pizza bowl. This is the man who uh, who took Jersey roots to another level, and we've got him here. Johnny C, the pizza guy. How you doing, my friend? Steve, I'm doing great. You know, I had pizza today, of course, and, uh, you know, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you want to post a child for pizza in New Jersey. Let me tell you, I'm proud to be. Uh, pizza is the state, it's the capital in New Jersey. We are the capital of pizza, and uh, you know, there's no stopping it. And I got a genetically inclined palate from Sicily, uh -huh. and I, I love what I do. And Jersey Pizza Joints, uh, Guy Madsen, shout out. We really help small business in New Jersey, and uh, Jersey Pizza Restaurants, it's the backbone of our economy. It truly is. Tell me about the pie you brought here tonight. This so, is this is already making my mouth. Highly water. recommended. Many many people, Johnny. You got to go. You got to go to Round Pie in Brick, New Jersey. They're Staten Islanders. Oh yeah. And New Yorkers. We're going to be talking a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. The New Yorkers are coming over. They're migrating, but now the pizza's coming, and it's coming more. Even a Pizziola Coniglio up in Morristown won the pizza ball. Yes. He's a Brooklyn guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Round Pie Pizza. I brought you their Mike's Hot Honey with a pepper. Pepperonis on. Oh, I mean, yeah. I tell you, it was the round pie was delicious, but this was the winner for Johnny C. And I hope you agree, Steve. They were giving out the hot honey in the gift bags, mm. and uh, we were addicted to that. That was really, really good. And we got Joe Moore here as well. Yes. Uh, Joe Moore was close personal friend to Frank Sinatra's. 
<laughs> I wouldn't go quite that far, but I... I would. It's radio. He's dead. Who's going to know? <laughs> well, that's a fair statement, but we'll make a sign of the cross because we'll miss him. Oh, we always do. I did happen to have the privilege of uh, the Grammy Museum hiring me uh, for the 100th anniversary of oh, Frank Sinatra, wow. uh, of his death. And when uh, they put on a big show in Monmouth University, yeah, and I was the keynote speaker. Oh, that's great! What was that like? Uh, well, I was sitting next to Southside Johnny, uh-huh. uh huh, Max Weins- Weinberg, wow, and an assortment of other uh, Mike Granada, uh, Granada, who is Nancy Sinatra's friend and producer for their uh, Sirius Satellite Radio programs. Uh huh. It was a fascinating uh, event uh, uh, and, and a packed house. That's and great. Monmouth University is a great venue for so many things. Oh, yeah. The Jersey Rock royalty. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's do this. We were talking about Seaside Height memories before. And I just want to get Wayne. He's been hanging out through the news and everything. What's your, what's your best Seaside Heights memory? Are you asking me, Steve? I am. Ask Wayne. Wayne. I was going to ask why. I'll ask Wayne. You know what? See, you're, you're a good guy. You're going to let Wayne go first. Well, it might be a Wayne that I know. Oh, Wayne, how are you? Steve, that's a tough act to follow. Do you know these guys, Wayne? <laughs> well, I tell you what, what's very funny about that is I'm driving down to Brick right now. Right. My dog, my dog was Frank Sinatra, and I am Sicilian. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. All right, we got all the bases covered. Yeah, I, I, but I'm not Politan, so I'm oh, proud okay. of that, too. I'm Bades. I'm Vasco, my family. <laughs> so you got a story? Yes. So I'm 33. My story is a little bit different from, okay. I think, most of the other callers. But I used to go to Bamboo and Karma all the time. And, like, we really miss those places because those places that you could go to and hang out and go wild, they're few and far between now. Like you said, they disappear a lot. Um and, but on top of that, that would be like a usual, you know, once every other weekend, we would go down and do that in the shore. But my best memory is when I was teaching uh, ice skating, I had a co-teacher and it was the year she was going to college right. and I ended up getting on her good side and I took her out for the night down to Long Branch and we drove down to Seaside, go on the sky ride. I end up winning her a football. We go down to the beach. Now it's like 12. 1 a.m. Right. Nobody's out there. And then you can figure out, I brought a blanket. You can use your imagination to finish the story there. This and is the movie. Was, yes, this is the, this is the, this movie. the movie. Okay, yes. And I, I swear, Steve, there were shooting stars. Shooting stars. Like, <laughs> did she see the shooting stars as well, or was that just you? She did. She did. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, you already got the prize. You don't need me to give you anything. This is good. <laughs> I think many years ago, The Temptations wrote your song. Yeah, Under really? Under the Boardwalk. Under the Boardwalk. <laughs> Regular drift of this guy, Wayne. That was worth hanging on for. That was worth hanging on for. Thanks, Steve. Got it, pal. How about that, man? Look at that. Let me tell you, Joe tells me stories about Joey Harrison's. Now, when I was going Joey Harrison's younger, and many people on Jersey Roots, they have so many members of Joey Harrison's in Ortley Beach. Uh-huh. Uh, Amore was upstairs you know, with the owner. He he, he knew all the people. Uh, Did you know Marty Seglio? Me? Yeah. Ever heard the name? Doesn't ring a bell. He ran, he was part of the surf club. Wow. He was my father's, I think he was the best man at my father's wedding. Well, Joe knows. Uh, Did you ever heard of Marty? No, I, I, you know, it's amazing that I'm going to say no, I don't remember him, but Joey Harrison, which we always referred to as Joe Bars because his real name is Barcelona. Okay. Uh, even though he's 
considerably older than I am, and it's going to have a birthday like uh, Frankie Valley's birthday, probably. 88, 89. Wow. On November 23rd will be his birthday. And, yeah, he'll be uh, in somewhere in that bracket. But um, Joe and I became friends when I was, like, 20 years old. Uh-huh. And he had the first Joey Harrison's on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was, a, it was a legendary place, no doubt. Everybody misses it. Oh, yeah. That, my, when I was a little kid, seven years old, sitting, because in the back you could eat the hamburger french fries and look at the beach and play with your friends. Yeah. And you got older, you got to go in the front and go have a drink. <laughs> good, good, great times. So now we got to talk about the uh, Jersey Roots Facebook page that you two, Johnny C, the pizza guy, Joe and Moore, you get together. Tell Tell me the story. Now, the Jersey Roots Facebook page uh, has been created for all who live, lived, work, worked, appreciate, or want to learn more about New Jersey. And you got some of the best stuff up there. Tell me about it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. It's a, it was a, really a, a conversation with Joe Mori in his kitchen, you know, and we were talking about the different eras that we grew up in North Jersey. Now, we're both in Tom's River. Right. We're talking about the old bakeries, the old neighborhoods, Calandra's Bread, all these things we miss. The Belmont Tavern. The Belmont Tavern. Tavern. And I say, you know, the Joe, we run into people down here in Ocean County that got roots from North Jersey, and I want to make a page to connect those people. And before you know it, uh, we, 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 we thought about it, we put it out there, and the members grew the page, and Joe will share a little bit of how this page has taken on a new life of, and I'll let Joe share really about that. Let me just uh, camp out on what John just said. As we were talking, and John is making this point about the migration from North Jersey down to the shore, I said, you know, John, I'm a little older than you, but let me say this to you. Every single time I go to Florida, it's the same migration, only they went further south. <laughs> and yeah. it's true on the east coast of Florida. Everybody's from either New Jersey or New York. Sure. And by the way, that's been a great addition to the culture down there because there are good restaurants and so forth. Uh, but um, we expanded the concept almost immediately. And that was on March 1st, essentially, of 2021. Right. And since then, less than, like, let's say, two and a half years. We've grown to 81,000 members. And we have a policy, very strict policy of no politics, no religion, no controversial subjects of any kind, or we gas you, and it's made it a very peaceful place. No F-words, and it's made it a, a, a great treasure for former New It's Jersey. memory lane. It's memory lane. It's not, it even, not even taxes. We don't want to hear about the taxes either. No, um, you feel you know? good. You go on your page, Jersey Roots, and I've gone there many times. Uh, you know, I, in fact, you helped me out, you know, with topics I asked for yes. the website and stuff. And, you know, you just, it's a feel good page. You go on there, you're taken to a place that you loved. You're taken to your youth. You're taken yes. to where you grew up and how you felt growing up. Right. And yeah, and, and it's a, it's a totally, it's a great place to visit. It's a great page to be on. We're going to talk more about it coming up. Here's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Track. 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. Hanging out with uh, my good friends from the Jersey Roots Facebook page. Johnny C, the pizza guy, is here. All right.
Joe Amore is here, and uh, this man has so many great stories to tell. We're talking about uh, the Jersey Roots Facebook page, where it's a place where you go to escape the present, go back into the past, and remember a time when you enjoyed I saw the picture of the, the yellow from Micah kitchen table and Chaz, which was in my house and everybody else's house. Yes. You're a kid. You're a kid when you go back there yes. and you grow up. And uh, so you guys started this in 2021 and basically, you know, as an escape. And, and tell me, how's it grown now? Let me tell you, it's, uh, members are growing the page. We have a public view count. It's a public page. Right. 1.4 million last I looked. Really? In the last 60 days. And people are, uh, Joe mentioned Florida is the second most popular state. We're throughout the country, throughout the world. Just today, a gentleman from Italy said, I have roots in Perth Amboy. I'm trying to trace my roots. He gave his whole family history. And Joe's going to share a little bit of a vision that Joe has with the page. I mean, literally, people are connecting every day to neighbors. And Joe, you could share a little more, Joe. Well, John, John just made a very interesting point. It, we almost don't deserve a lot of the credit for the growth of this page. The members do. They yeah. feed. They feed the information and the memories themselves. We have some people that really can produce. For instance, uh, the pictures of the original wooden bridge. To seaside from Tom's River. Wow, I mean, yeah. these kind of historical things go on all the time on this page. And the story John was just trying to uh, portray, this fellow wrote a lengthy commentary on the Facebook page today, Jersey Roots, that he's in Italy right now searching his family roots that he can trace back to what town, John? I want to say Perth Boy. It was something like that. From Italy. Yeah. Well, yes, man. he was writing in from Italy. It's like 23 and Me on Facebook. <laughs> well, and, and I said this to John maybe maybe a year ago. I said, this is kind of silly to say, but we're kind of having a, an Ancestry 2.0 going on here. Yeah. There, there literally are people that we're, we're watching them communicate and or putting up a, an ad, so to speak, asking for a certain high school buddy or a cousin that they haven't seen in 40 or 50 years. And people are reconnecting. It's turning into a very regular... That is event. great. What a great idea. What a great concept. I like to say, you know, the photo albums you have on the shelf or in the box collecting dust, mm -hmm. people are bringing their, their, those memories and their loved ones who've moved on back to life. That's fantastic. And they are. They're taking those photos and sharing about... Joe put a beautiful post in the beginning. We're mm -hmm. showing example how to use the page. He put a picture of his grandfather who was a tailor in Newark when he came from Italy. And what a beautiful post. I mean, and people are doing that. That's like a historical trip. That's a trip through history, a trip to, uh, through time oh, when you go on and set it Robert up. Robert Hall, E.J. Robert Kovacs. Hall. Oh, my God. Yeah. Schlesinger, David <laughs> Burr. <laughs> Nicole is here in Oldbridge, and uh, she's a big fan. Nicole, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Who are you? Hey, how are you? I see you got my friend Johnny C on the line. There he is. Cool. How you doing? I'm doing well, John. How's it going? I'm doing great. I'm glad you called in. Great to hear from you. I love this. Well, you're you're building Jersey Roots. You're a Brooklynite, and uh, you know I said call in because you're you may not be many years in Jersey, but you're you're building Jersey Roots. I'm going on year four now. Um, what's great about Old Bridge is it seems half of us are from Brooklyn and the other half are from Staten Island, but we all get along. 
<laughs> Only in Old Bridge, not in Brooklyn or Staten Island. That's, you have to come to Old Bridge to make that happen. That's right. Only only here. Oh, that's great stuff. Nicole, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Bill is in Bordentown on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Bill? How are you? Hey, Johnny C. Oh, Billy, how you doing? All right, buddy. I'm thinking of sending my grandmother's picture on the boardwalk in Ocean City. She had her own restaurant um, Oh, probably about... 60 or 70 years ago, that might be a good one for Jersey Roots. Yeah. Bill, that'd be amazing. And uh, Bill's the president of the Burlington Mercer Chamber where I'm on the board. Oh, great. And Bill, and see, I'm a North Jersey guy. In North Jersey, we didn't grow up with tomato pie. But Bill, someone says, Johnny, come to this part of Trenton. Come here. Try this tomato pie. And I loved it. And I've told people, even places like Kate and Al's and Columbus Market, mm -hmm. I've taken serious people from Brooklyn there. They fall in love with this pizza. That's why I'm Jersey Johnny see the pizza guy. Uh, but thanks yeah, Johnny, you missed you missed, uh, and I can't think of the guy's name. Who was in front of Columbus that had that big junkyard? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, come on, Steve, you must know. In front of Columbus that had the big where Columbus in Columbus, Market, Columbus on two hundred six, and he had the big junkyard. He had a gigantic junkyard there. We had a tent. I don't know. You got to put this on Jersey roots. People that, will yeah, answer your Bill, question. I don't know. All right, Bill, I got to go, but thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. We'll throw that out there. We'll find out. We got so many calls here. Trinette is in orange on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Trinette. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. Trinette, how you doing? Uh, in Orange, where I started my banking career, my dear friend and uh, <laughs> founder of uh, the Snowflake Foundation, Steve, one day you need to meet Trinette. Yeah. She was on the radio in, in what state, Trinette? Mississippi? Yes, in Tupelo, Mississippi. You got a great voice. The home of Elvis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at Sinatra and Elvis in the same half hour with you. Look at you. And Trinette. So tell me why you love Jersey. So one of the reasons why I love New Jersey is because this state has all the seasons. I mean, you get all the seasons. Yeah, parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme. We got it all over here. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Oh, <laughs> uh, How long have you been here? Um, I've been here about six years. Uh-huh. You got to go on the Jersey Roots page and dive in, and you're going to get so much great Jersey history. You're going to feel like you've been here all your life. <laughs> Will do. You got it, Trinette. Thanks so much for calling New Jersey 101.5. Jersey Roots, the Facebook page, 1.4 million followers you got. We, uh, views, last views. 60 days, views, 81,000 members, mm -hmm. and every day and members Amazing. are inviting and... People are just joining, uh, and you know we we manage the page very well. Mm -hmm. We have uh, how many moderators now, Joe? About five. De uh, Debbie, um, Debbie, Angelo, Gabia. Yep. Uh, and you and I do the bulk of the work. That's right. That's right. But it, we we need their help. Yes, it's 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 a you know it's a great way to um, bring New Jersey positive. We need positivity Absolutely. in our state. And I say as a businessman, as you know, Steve, I'm a banker by day and a pizza critic by night. I just deal and he with fights crime in a purple jumpsuit. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, I got to hit the news, yes, and then yes. we'll talk more. And we got it. We got to don't Johnny Frankie Meatball. Don't go anywhere, Al. You're not going to believe what's happening in New York with pizza pollution. It's nine thirty.
Now the lead is 3.15 minutes in New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. At 1-800-283-101.5, hanging out with my friends Johnny C, the pizza guy, Joe Amore. They do uh, Jersey Roots Facebook page, over 80,000 members, and it's public page. And you want to you wanna go back uh, and search your Jersey Roots, search your Jersey memories, have a, have a good time because it's a fun place and there's no politics and there's no cursing and there's nothing that will aggravate you. And you need to go to a place where you will not find aggravation, especially yeah. if you live in New Jersey. Am I right, boys? Yeah, even if you want to visit somewhere in the weekend, there's events that are posting all the time. Special places. Uh, but, yeah, it's overall a great place. Even in business, I was going to share, Steve, I tell business owners, there's no ads allowed, right? You can't go in there and put an ad. No. But share your Jersey roots. Yeah. Why? Why? Because then people get to know who you are. I like that guy, Tony. I want to be his friend. Mm-hmm. Then they're your friend on Facebook, and then you start seeing Tony's stuff. And maybe they're going to do business with Tony. That's a good way to look at it. I tell you. I tell yeah. people at Chambers of Commerce I belong to. Mm-hmm. Join Jersey roots, but don't put it up an ad. Don't tell me what you're selling. People do business who they like, know, and trust. So Jersey Roots is a good vehicle for it. And that's what separates Jersey. Yeah. You know, that's what we're all about. You know, unlike Joe, who's a, who, who knew Frank Sinatra. And uh, actually, you, know, you got to meet Sinatra. What was that like? You know, people ask me all the time why there's, I never took a picture. And I said, because I'm not a Bobby Soxer. This <laughs> goes back to 88, 89. You didn't have phone cameras anyway. But, right. Uh, at that time, of course, I was involved in the ownership of um, the Sid Mark uh, r- radio show called Saturday with Sinatra. Now, when I say ownership, it meant, really means that I was a chief sponsor. Right. Uh, Sid owned the program. He owned Orange Productions in Pennsylvania. And Orange was the name selected because it was Frank Sinatra's favorite color. Oh, Orange. okay. But the uh, little piece of trivia I promised to tell you and to the listeners, when Sid started the program, you'd have to be our age to really remember the famous William B. Williams on WNEW AM radio. Right. He was like Frank Sinatra's best buddy. And he did all the Sinatra stuff in those days. And that goes back to the early 60s, I suppose. And he would not, he, he told Frank he would not permit Sid Mark to get a foothold into that same music venue. So for 33 years, Sid did the program without a single phone call or acknowledgement from Frank Sinatra. And then when William B. died, Sid got a very expensive watch in the mail from Frank. Wow. And they became very close after that. And, uh, I, what a story. It, it was quite a story. And I, I, Sid comes right from Sid's mouth to my ears. So uh, we we developed a good friendship in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I was o- always able to pick up the phone and call Sid until he died. Uh, and I, I miss him. He was really quite a classic character. That is a, that's an amazing story. He respected the friendship. And then, uh, you know, then he respected, you know, the new friendship. And when you show that kind of devotion, you know, when you show that kind of devotion to a man, the, you need to respond. You need to, to, you know, to acknowledge that. 
And I totally agree. As a matter of fact, uh, there's, a, there's a friend of mine who should be acknowledged by another great artist, another conversation. But I, we got to have this conversation. Uh, in New York, they are making these pizza places uh, for emissions. Uh, people have coal fire ovens and... Uh, they're making them put in and, and wood fire ovens um, put in emissions that could cost up to twenty thousand dollars or more, and it's going to change the. Some of them are saying because they actually have this all measured yes. as to get the best quality taste out of the pizza, and by putting these emissions in, it could screw things up. Steve, it's not even pizza. It's hitting all different aspects. I have uh, clients, one of the biggest matzah baking companies in Brooklyn. Right. Jewish guy told me today, Johnny, this is a major issue for, they bake in matzah in Brooklyn for over well over 150 years uh, in this special coal burning oven. Or wood, it's actually wood burning. Right. But the minute that you change something, yeah, it could. Yeah, it, and this is what they're worried about. With all that's going on in New York, yeah. this is what they're worried about. What should I do when I go camping this weekend? Should I not burn a fire at the campsite? <sighs> I mean, come on. Now. No, no, no. You got to get solar. You got to oh. get the, the sun to oh. put the panel and all that. <laughs> Al's uh, Santillo's brick oven pizza wants to weigh in. Al, what are you thinking? Well, I've been. This is a subject that's been near and dear to my heart for like 30 or 40 years. I've been following this story. And uh, the thing with the scrubbers is, is that, yeah, they can make you put them on there. And uh, the good news is that the price of them really came down. You know, if you're talking fifteen or $20,000 to put a scrubber, it's still, it's still, you know, expensive. But it's, you know, it's not like... Most places aren't going to be able to afford it somehow. They can finance it or put it on the credit card or whatever. And these drawbacks that they're saying that's wrong with them. I know two people that have scrubbers so far, and uh, they're both in New York, and they're not telling me it's it's affecting their product at all. If it's affected somebody's product, they could put in for a hardship or find some other way to put the scrubber on. But basically... It's just going to go as far as I know. It goes up the chimney, and then it goes into the scrubber, which is like a water filter. You can Google it. Google. Right. If you want to learn more about it, you would Google uh, pollution or air scrubber for commercial pizza oven. And I saw two come up. One was 15000 and one was 17000 They that look like they'll do the job. And then the, the, the thing is with the soot, like if you're in a neighborhood – Right. And I've seen a lot of wood-burning ovens. Like they, they actually do pump out a lot of soot because wood's very dirty. So you're in favor of the scrubber? Well, you know, I don't think anybody should have to put the scrubber on if the neighbors are not complaining. Like if you're in a, if right. you're moving next, if you're living next, if you're living there, and a guy starts burning wood next door to you, yeah, that wood could be a serious problem. Like say where I live in Elizabeth, I don't have problems with people burning wood, but I have a problems with people that are running smokers in their backyard. A lot of people like to smoke their meats. Yeah, that, that's the new and, thing now. And, and uh, I was sitting over here, I don't know, only maybe about a month ago, and I was getting the, like, smoke was coming in the window all day long, and I thought it was a house burning down, and I talked to the fire department, and he says, if you're smelling it all day long, it ain't a fire. It's, somebody's probably smoking stuff in their backyard. Al, all right, Al, Al, you Al, know, I got to hit a commercial, yeah. but all right, Al, thanks for calling. New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, we got Johnny C, the pizza guy here. 
Right. We got Joe Mora here. That's Samore. And uh, we're talking about the uh, the idea of New York pizza pollution. They're putting scrubbers because of the wood and coal fire ovens, uh, emission problems, and everything. Maybe they'll leave New York, bring more pizza to New Jersey because, as we all know, we can always use more pizza in New Jersey, right, Johnny C? Bring it on! I got a lot of more pizza to taste. <laughs> <laughs> He's made it his personal quest. Yes. And uh, where do we go from Johnny C to pizza guy? We go to Frankie Meatball in South Jersey. What's up, Frankie Meatball? Hey, hey, how you doing, guys? Good about you. How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. Johnny C. What's up, buddy? Frankie, I know you, brother. How you doing with those meatballs? <laughs> hey, they're, they're uh, very tasty. <laughs> they certainly Excellent. are. All right, now, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about this, uh, the, the, the emissions and the pizza oven and all this? Out of all these years of these business being open, mm-hmm. now they're going to complaining. I just think the, the board... I mean, first of all, you got people barbecuing in their backyards. You got people smoking right. in their backyard. You bonfires, right? And and then you got all the pollution from the cars. There's the traffic in in in, in New York is worse than the traffic in Philly. When you look at New York, where pizza pollution is so far down the list. Uh, of problems in New York. I was there Friday night. You know, urine on the streets. There's a smell in the town that is never was never there before, and it smells like it smells like uh, it smells like the men's room. And you want to go, and, and they're worried about the emissions coming from coal fire and wood fire pizza ovens. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, it's like Canadian fires. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, once upon a time, everybody smoked, right? You walk into a room, it's just stunk. People are packing cigarettes in a room, right? You got cigars. Then all of a sudden, no, we can't have the, 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 the emissions. is the pizza ovens that's the problem. Yeah. Now, what, what are they probably, they're probably going to put a uh, some kind of board of health inspection on that where the city can make more money. I I feel it's it, it's really about money. And the the um the pizza owner, the uh, the guy that's breaking his back every day, is going to have to pay for it. No, it's going to cost about twenty grand, ten to twenty thousand dollars to to do the emissions. Hey, Frankie, you're in South Jersey. It's a we have a couple of big debates on Jersey routes. Now, what town are you in? I am in Maple Shade. All right, so that, yeah, that is South Jersey. So I mean, of course, we got the whole Central Jersey debate. Debate now, Union right. County. Like, uh, you know, what do you think, Steve? You think Union County, if you're in Westfield or Union, you think that's North Jersey? I think you. Well, West Westfield was North Jersey, right? See, a lot of people think it's Central. Really? Yeah. I mean, look at the restaurants, Spiritos, right? When Joe grew up, uh, people went to the Belmont Tavern, but they didn't go to Spiritos. They didn't even know about Spiritos. So again, the Central. Well, that was South Jersey. Oh, it was Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, that was South Jersey. (laughs) South of Newark was Elizabeth. (laughs) Now, what about you going Taylorham or you going Pork Roll? So I'm I'm born and raised in Essex County. Um, I'm a Taylorham guy. Me too. And Tom's River, I run into Pork Roll. Uh, it's very serious sometimes. We walk into places. I know some places are very serious. Even in Jackson, shout out to the owner of Mug um, Mug Rack in Jackson. Mm-hmm. They literally on the menu. We call it pork roll. <laughs> and you order Taylorham, the waitress corrects you. Really, it's great. Yeah, and I know the owner. Uh, I know the owner, Richie, uh, re- great guy. But uh, they're very serious about it. Even in Jackson. Oh man. Yeah, our page. A lot of Jersey. We're probably the largest, fastest growing Jersey based page. And we allow the the uh, pork roll Taylorham debate. 
some Jersey pages, one of the rule, the rules are no debating on Taylor and pork roll. No. We, See, we, 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 we politics, no. Religion, no. Pork roll, Taylor, him, yes. yes. Frankie, keep in touch, man. You Thank you. got it. Thanks for calling. Boys, thank you so much for coming. This is how it's how it flew by. Yes. I'm telling you. Uh, Jersey Roots, you go on Facebook. It's right there. Yes. It's for everybody. Yes. And uh, Joe. Steve, you were a marvelous host. We really enjoyed being here. You'll come back. I want to hear more Sinatra stories. Well, I want to hear more. I want to hear more everything stories. Oh, we I mean, got, he's, we got, he's got a lot. <laughs> he teaches me. nothing but stories. He teaches me every day. Like, uh -huh. like Jimmy Durante said. I got a million of them. I got a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Boys, thanks so much. All New Jersey, everyone. all the time. Oh, this topic resonates with me. New Jersey one zero one point five. Get it almost every night. what we do on a Monday night. Man, what a great time. Johnny C, the pizza guy, Joel Moore. I love listening to the stories. I do. Uh, as a matter of fact, Joe's in Seabright on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Hey, how we doing tonight? Doing good. How about you, pal? Uh, not too bad. I'm scrolling up on a couple of things, but the big one is you're, you're talking about the pizza ovens. Yeah. Yeah, in Brooklyn, or New York, rather, they want to pass a law uh, yeah, yeah. forcing these pizza ovens, these coal and brick oven pizzas, to uh, put in emissions, like scrubbers on the chimneys. I, I, ask anyone that lives within a block of a Burger King right? what they think should be, would have uh, pollution controls on them. And uh, why are they picking on the uh, nice little pizza places? That's a very good question. You know, I, I got to tell you, I mean, for as long as these pizza places have been around for like 100 years, and I've never heard of anyone complaining about the emissions coming from the pizza oven. And now, now good, I'm sorry. Now they're advertising on TV that you can get a mini version of these uh, these wood-burning uh, pizza to put in your backyard, too, if you watch TV for commercials. Yeah, but I mean, coal and wood-fire pizzerias must cut carbon emissions up to 75%. Again, I've never in my life heard of anyone complaining about the yeah. smell of a pizza or the smell of a pizza oven. And if this is what New York, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where this comes in on the list of things that they want to take care of in New York. But I think there are a lot more things that are more important. Uh, if I were if I were the mayor of New York, this would be the least of my problems. Sure, sure. Now, the last guy you were asking about, the tail of ham and pork roll. Right. The question is, there's something called Trenton ham, which is basically the same thing as, as the two of them. And nobody, if you go to a good deli, you can get Trenton ham, but nobody ever. Do they still the sell it? You hear all day long. Are you sure the tail of ham is the tail, is the tail of ham the Trenton ham? It, whatever it is, it's basically the same item. Hold on, I'm looking at this now. Trenton, I'm not seeing Trenton ham. I'm seeing, oh, I'm. Uh, you know what? Here it is. No, Trenton ham is pork. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. They may call it Trenton ham, but it's pork. I'm looking at it right now. It says Trenton uh, mild flavored pork roll. So maybe just that company. But Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, it's like putting the bat signal out when you talk about, uh, you know, when you talk about coal and wood and brick ovens, uh, and wood ovens, you know, and, uh, it's only a matter of time before Rob Brooklyn from Zonies in Middletown calls up. How are you, my friend? 
I'm all right, Steve. How are you, buddy? Dude, your pizzas are so good that you give them away for free. <laughs> and oh, that, to me, well, is amazing. again in September, Steve. How about that, huh? How about that? How did that do? Fantastic. Okay. So, and I appreciate your help, too. That, that last week, we got killed. Oh, man. You know what? Hey, you deserve it. The margarita pie is amazing. In fact, you have to come and eat it there because it needs to be served hot. And uh, I'm going to come in there with my wife one night and actually have one because cause I work at night. I miss out on all the fun, Rob. We're, we're open for lunch. Come in. You know that. Now, listen, tell me what you think about this now. The, the, you're, I sent you the article. In New York, they're worried about pizza pollution. What do you think, Rob Brooklyn? I think it's a bunch of crap. I think somebody's pissed off. Um, it's a touchy subject also because if you're in a residential area and you're burning wood, wood's always going to be smoky. Coal doesn't have smoke. Like we light our oven, we have to use wood to light the coal. And that you only have smoke for a few minutes. We put the coal on top and all day it's just a clear, you know, vent coming out, clear smoke. Right. So there's no pollution problem in Middletown for you, right? Yeah. Now, now in, the, in Manhattan, you know, you got buildings, you got you got people on top of it, so you might get some people get ticked off with the wood. Like, why is this guy burning so much wood? Look at all this smoke coming out. Yeah, but they want to spend like twenty thousand dollars to put these scrubbers in the chimneys. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. And like the article you sent me, there's less than a hundred places that have to do this. What what kind of Pollution is a hundred stores putting out there. You got me. People, you got more people in the backyard lighting, lighting their fire pits. Well, that's the thing. You know, the fire pits, now people are smoking meats. And you think about all the restaurants and everything. And I saw this and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They're worried about pizza. You know what's going to happen? People are just going to, you know, seal up and come to Jersey. We don't need this. Nah, well, hopefully... Uh, Jersey doesn't follow. But. No, Jersey's not going anywhere. Don't worry. They're too smart here. They would never. They would never do something that's stupid. I, again, it, it's so far down uh, the environmental list. If if pizza pollution is your problem, you know New York is definitely not your state. Yeah, go go hang out. You know, uh, down by Central Park in the middle of the summer. All, but all but all the cars, you 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 could see the pollution. Uh -huh. Yeah, that they're not worried about. So now, now, how long have you been here, Rob? How long have Zoni's been around? Um, Zoni's been around over ten years. Right. I I I grabbed it from the old owner right before the pandemic. Uh huh. Okay. And and you know we we changed everything. You know uh, we tweaked we tweaked the recipes. I changed the coal. The old owner was using a small size coal. Uh, I'm using the bigger size. You get more BTUs out of it. But our pizza is fantastic. Oh, like you said, you're, you're willing to give you, you so see, you're one of these guys, man. You know, you got attitude. I'll show you how good it is. I'll give it to you for nothing, but you got to eat it here. And how many of those people yeah. come back because you give them a free oh, pizza? That's 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 the name of the game. You know, I'm going to let you try it on me. It's for free. Mm -hmm. if you don't like it. You lose nothing. You don't have to come back. You had a free pie. You try it. Thank you. Most of the times, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is the best pizza I ever had, and you're coming back. All right. Now, when you make a white pizza, give me some of the – what's the best ingredients that you put on the pizza? Ah, oh, the ricotta. The ricotta. Yeah, the ricotta on that white pie. Uh-huh. But we use the fresh mozzarella. We put the ricotta, and we use – you know, we put our uh, – uh, the crushed garlic on it, a little olive oil, fresh basil. It's 
perfect, Steve. You'll you'll see. I'm coming. I'm com- I'm going to definitely try. Yes. I, a guy gave me this recipe. What do you think it is? Pepperoni, bacon, and sliced tomato. Yeah, that sounds good. Different. Thank you that. Different. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking about the regatta and the garlic and the fresh moats now. <laughs> you got me hungry. Yes. All right. This is Zonies in Middletown. And uh, your, your ovens are fine. I, I, I'm, you know what? I would drive to Middletown just to sit outside your place and smell what comes out of your, what comes out of the ovens because it's so good. It's like, it's like, it's like the old, it's like the old bakery. That's what it smells like when the old bacon, mm-hmm. bacon bread. That's how good it is. You got to come up with candles that you got to sell by the register that you could take them home. Man, I hate those. Like those candles are scented and they smell and you're hungry when you go in, but there's no food because all it is is a candle. Yeah. yeah. We need the pizza candles. Rob, my friend, thanks so much for coming on. No, Steve, thank you so much, buddy. Have a good one. You got it. That is Rob Brooklyn from Zonies in Middletown. Uh, yeah, it is kind of crazy that this is uh, what they want to do. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, in New York, they want to do uh, emissions because they're worried about the wood and uh, coal pizza ovens. So they want people in pizzerias to spend like uh, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to put chimney scrubbers in, so that uh, they can comply with the emissions. Apparently, this is a big problem in New York. I mean, how do you feel about such a thing? And uh, if you're a pizzeria owner, tell me what you think. Uh, New York rules crack down on coal wood fire pizzerias. Must cut carbon emissions up to 75%. This is their biggest problem. Uh, David Portnoy uh, rips the proposed idea. Are you effing nuts? <laughs> By the way, you go to nj1015.com. You see all David Portnoy Central Jersey pizza reviews. Here's Fast Jersey 101.5. Uh, New Jersey 101.5. Fill your tanks this summer. You can win a free $100 gas gift card from Mackensack Meridian Health. Download or visit our free New Jersey 101.5 app and enter today for your chance to win. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. We're going to be on vacation next week. Uh, this week, we're going to have the Jefferson Starship on. Um, they're going to be playing July 17th at the PNC Bank Arts Center. We're going to have uh, Joe Pantoliano on because I saw um, I saw a rock and roll man on uh, Friday night with Constantine Maroulis, another Jersey guy from American Idol, and Joey Pence played uh, Morris Levy. He also played Leo Lins, Leo Mintz, the record store owner that started Alan Freed. And what an incredibly sad story. Uh, the story of Alan Freed, who, when you, you see the movie, you see, well, uh, Alan Freed is the guy who coined the phrase rock and roll. He was the one who, uh, he was working as a DJ in Ohio and he's, uh, goes to a bar one night and he meets, uh, one of his sponsors, uh, Leo Mintz, who owned the record store. And he says, you got to see what's going on at this record store. So Freed goes down there and he sees all these kids. You know, just loving the music, dancing to each other, the black music, uh, white kids, and uh, everybody was getting off on it. And they just loved it. And they were all dancing with each other, having a grand old time. And Freed uh, says, I want to put this on my show. And he starts playing the music and promoting the music at a time when, you know, there's, there's a lot more to rock and roll than just music. And the older rockers will know that. You know, the fight to bring rock and roll to the kids, the fight to, to keep rock and roll with the kids because the parents kept trying to stomp it out. They've been trying to stomp out rock and roll since its inception uh, constantly. And it was uh, Alan Freed who basically took the rap 
uh, because Alan Freed would um, he did, he played the music, he put on concerts, and uh, he also took money. How much money did Alan Freed take? He was convicted of two counts of bribery, three hundred dollar fine, and suspended sentence. And for this. They found a way to get him on payola, plugola. In fact, uh, they invented the payola laws after Freed uh, was accused. And Freed's contention was, uh, you know, the idea was that Alan Freed was taking money to play records. And he wasn't. Uh, his, I spoke with his son, Lance. I've had him on the show and I've met him Friday night again. He said, my dad didn't need to take money because, you know, he was doing very well. And if he had taken money to play records, then his show wouldn't have any success because he'd been playing a lot of bad music because people would have been paying to put their bad record on. Freed would tell the record companies who he would play based on the fact that these guys were good. Now radios have consultants that do that. Record companies have consultants that do that. And they say, all right, this is a success. Long story short. Uh, anyway, the, it was a tragic story. But uh, when you look at it, Alan had a TV show. It was canned after four episodes because Frankie Lyman danced with a white girl. Today, it means nothing. That's how far we've come. And how sad to see this guy. And again, it was just about bringing, you know, it was just about bringing the music and what serious business rock and roll was. And the rebellion, it was born out of rebellion. And, you know, the artists that fought so hard to get it to the kids. So like today, the rock and roll, the kids listen to the rock and roll that we grew up with. You know, a lot of people fought very hard to keep that. And a guy like Alan Freed was one that paid the price. Uh, and I just wanted to get that out. I mean, because I, I, I've had an Alan Freed weekend. Like I watched, uh, I saw the play, came home, I watched American Hot Wax, which was made in 1978 with... Uh, um, Tim McIntyre plays Alan Freed. He was a good actor who died in 1986 of congestive heart failure, but it was the Alan Freed story. Basically, the idea that uh, he does this concert at the Paramount in New York, and that's where they shut him down. Uh, Alan Freed dies five years after all this in 1965 at the age of 43, penniless, after he was one of the biggest successes of rock and roll. What sucks about that is that he dies... You know, he drank himself to death, not realizing the legacy, the mark that he would have. And they talk about this in the play. You know, he launched the careers of Laverne, Laverne Baker, Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly, um, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Screaming Jay Hawkins. And it's all in the play. <clears throat> and they all go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the very first year in, in 1986. And it talks about how, uh, you know, if you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I've been there, and there's a whole Alan Freed exhibit. And it's a shame that he would have no idea just how big he would become uh, in life because he lost it all. He couldn't get a job. The world shunned him. Meanwhile, Dick Clark was taking money like crazy, and he ended up with a, you know, a hit show and everything. You can see the wages of spin and get the story. Uh, but... It's said. It's said that, you know, a guy like that, Buddy Holly dies uh, thinking that, you know, a week before he went on that tour, he's playing the guitar with Don Everly on a Saturday night getting drunk going, why can't I get a hit? 
And here we are 60 years later, or here I am 60 years later, talking about Alan Freed, talking about Buddy Holly. Uh, but see Rock and Roll Man. Rock and Roll Man. Of all, I've seen many different versions of it, but seeing it with uh, Constantine Maroulis, uh with that incredible voice, and if, uh, you know, if Alan Freed could sing like Constantine Maroulis, he would have been playing his own records. And Joe Pantaleone, who's done my four, four of my favorite movies. Um, you know, The Fugitive, he was in. He was in La Bamba. He played the manager. He would play Doc and Eddie in the Cruisers. And he played the Bell Bondsman in Midnight Run. These were four of my favorite movies. You were Joe Pantaleone guy. Goonies, come on. Goonies, right? It was, yeah. You got to see this rock and roll, man. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. It's the Alan, Cleveland. It's the Alan Freed story. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a musical. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I've seen it a couple of times. Mm. But what a tragic story for Alan Freed. Yeah. And when all was said and done, he was fined $300, suspended sentence. Mm-hmm. And for that, they took everything away from him, mm-hmm. banished him. Uh, he ends up drinking himself to death, dies at 43. Oh. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's certain guys like that I was thinking, I was talking about, like, they have no idea. You know, it's a shame in life that they wouldn't know how big they would be remembered. That would be a great topic. Yeah. Or the, the contribution that they already had that maybe wasn't as appreciated at the time. Yeah. And, and again, like, he, he, he had a TV show. He loses the TV show mm-hmm. because Frankie Lyman... Was dances with a white girl. Right. Today, nothing. That's how far we've come. Mm-hmm. You know? But one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. It is uh ten thirty. In weather every fifteen minutes on New Jersey, one oh one point five. Steve Trevelise. You and me hanging out till uh, eleven o'clock tonight. Uh talking all things Jersey. Wow, we talked a lot of Jersey tonight, right? We we solved the transit problem. We uh, we found out about Jersey Roots. Roots. We're allowing free because they saw the play. And uh, where can we possibly go from here? I don't know. Where? Where? Where can we possibly go from here? Oh, there. Who's for you? Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trev Lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the that's a good question, my friend Ryan. What the hell's going on out here? All right. Chris Christie is responding to a quip from Donald Trump about his weight. Uh, he tells... <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first he said, oh, like he's some Adonis. Two, two presidential candidates are now going to do fat jokes. That's what I That's what we need. That's, He's so fat. Wait a minute. fat shaming. I don't know. Hold on. Uh, so so uh, Christy called Trump a bully of the, on the schoolyard. And here's my message to him. I don't care what he says about me. I don't care what he thinks about me. He should take a look in the mirror every once in a while. And maybe he dropped the weight thing off of his list of criticisms. How about sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me? Oh, that's one. But I mean, if someone's... If someone's I you know, rubber your glue. What you say bounces over me, sticks to you. I've always hated that one. No, that one, right? Really? We're gonna, look at two presidents. The world has got to be laughing their ass off when they watch this country. No, but I mean, if, if this was like a middle school bully type thing, if Christy were to say that, like, yeah, like right yeah, in the face. Yeah, well, you know? it would happen. Yeah, really. <laughs> Christy and Trump. And how about that in a cage match? 
Oh my god. Christy gosh. Trump steel cage. So see, so Chris Christie, he's low to the ground. I'm thinking like football rules almost, you know, because Donald Trump's pretty tall. He's got a pretty high Christie center played, balance. Right? Well, Christie played softball. I'm not sure That's if he played. Well, Trump played baseball. The Yankees wanted Trump. Really? I kid you not. That's pretty good. As a hitter. And you know why he didn't go? He didn't want baseball money. He wanted real money. Yeah. <laughs> can you not? <laughs> well, he's, he's certainly making there's, a lot of money there's now. There's a book called uh, The Presidents in the Pastime. Uh-huh. And Kurt Smith wrote it. He was one of George H.W. Bush's speechwriters. And he takes every president and their contribution to Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. From Washington to Trump. To, from Washington? From, well, baseball, Major League Baseball didn't exist, but he, there was baseball. Oh. And every president and their contribution to baseball. And I interviewed him once. And yeah, Donald Trump, the the Yankee, he was a he could hit wherever that boarding school he went to, he played and he could hit. I'm a, Christie, I know played softball. Remember with the Mets cap and all that, he played. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. I, I played baseball for for a few years, but then I mean, once once puberty came around well, and all done. my classmates got so much taller than me, it was over. Mm-hmm. I did. What position though. did you play? I I actually played. Uh, I was catcher in third base. Oh okay. Yeah, so catcher, I'm already low to the ground, so like it was it was perfect. Um, so Bud Light uh, is uh, once again uh, having a new advertising campaign. Well, we're going to talk about this tomorrow night. We're going to talk about this we tomorrow night? We are definitely talking about this tomorrow night. Well, we'll hit a little bit for now then. Uh, okay. Bud Light has unveiled a new advertisement in an effort to uh, uh, distance itself somewhat from <laughs> uh, transgender TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have She's a, not invited to be in the commercial, right? No, no, no. She was not invited to the 70s disco uh, uh-huh. uh, party they had going on. Uh, yeah, they're playing Good Times by Chic. Because that's what I think when I think of the Bud Light crowd. Good Times by Chic. And so uh, for those who haven't seen the video, it's got like all sorts of shots of people partying, dancing around, mm-hmm. all, like all, all these different people including uh miles teller and his real his actual wife dancing oh miles teller is in it yeah tell me if they don't do the story of richard gear that miles teller couldn't play him um let me look up richard gear oh they're identical they are identical he could do it yeah that that's he's missing the glasses but that might be like an older later in life thing well young richard gear you see uh are you are you a godfather guy i've watched a few episodes it was a movie uh, oh, not I was the Sopranos, Sopranos yeah. the Godfather. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, P- I'm Par- now. <laughs> Paramount Plus has uh, a series on Paramount Plus called The Offer. And it's the story of how The Godfather got made. It's a really deep story. You should watch it. Miles Teller plays the producer who got The Godfather off the ground. Really? Yeah, really good. I watched that. And I'm like, oh, my God, he could be, he could be Richard Gere. Yeah, Miles Teller is is like one of those actors I feel like I don't hear enough about, even though mm-hmm. he's he's seemingly in everything. He was in Top Gun. He's in this this Bud Light ad. He's in that movie you were just talking about. Um, and I, I've seen stuff from when he was. Well, little, that was a ten part series, The Offer. The Offer. Yeah, it was a it was a series, ten episodes, and deep. I mean, the story of how The Godfather got made. You knock your socks off. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I I need to watch the go- the rest of The Godfather. Then you want to watch the half. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll finish watching every yeah. season of The Godfather. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, there's only three <laughs> movies, but ten episodes on how it got made. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um, so uh, Jeff Dominski, or sorry, Kylie Moore. I don't know why I she's said that in the video first. too. Huh? No, she didn't. But she did a post about National Bingo oh. Day and what would go National on her- Bingo Day. Yes, and what would go on her New Jersey bingo card. So I, I I'll go through. How a do few you play here. bingo? Right, you call out numbers. Yeah, and then you gotta 
right? You fill in the line. And so. if they up, down, across. Yeah. Bingo. So I think it's uh, like what five by five. Bingo's a five letter. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a B I N G O B I N G O and bingo with a free space in the middle. Okay. And um, uh, so what would be on Kylie Moore's bingo card? Uh, having a slice of pizza, uh, a PA driver going the speed limit in the left lane. Uh, you have you hear a Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, How does this relate to bingo? I don't, isn't bingo well, so, just G five and you? Well, no. So it's like you, I guess. Uh, are there things on the card? That yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So hypothetically, you'd write these all down on a card, and you come in in Jersey, and then every time one of these happens to you, you strike it off your list, and you know whoever fills it up first, you and your friends oh. or whatever. Yeah. I never. I always thought, like I said, they had the the, the thing, the, the the numbers twirl, and you reach in and you pull one out, yeah. and kind of like the lottery lady. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what kind of numbers we'd have. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, your G five, <laughs> B one, uh, and you, you have your it's, card and your maximum. It's like driving the Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. G one, seven A. Kylie does it a different way. Yeah. Okay. Um, you ever do the the? I, I always used to do um, car bingo. You go on a long road trip. Car bingo. Yeah, yeah. You used to go on a long road trip and you check off. You, you see like a car, a pickup truck, and then eighteen. Oh, okay. No, I never did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another one we had on here was someone mentions gabagool, which I've never heard once. Gabagool. Well, Ga- I, not gabagool. Gabagool is so gabagool. What's got? Wait, what? It's ham. It's Italian ham. It's just Italian it's like ham. a hot ham. Gabagool. I always thought it was. Um, uh, so, like red sauce with like meat in it. Or- no, 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 no. Galamad is squid. Gabagool is ham. Oh, I didn't say squid. No, gabagool. Ga- galamad. I well, there's say- calamari. <laughs> My kids. Can we go to calamari? Galamad, you idiot. <laughs> it's galamad. I, did, I didn't mention ga- uh, well, calamari. Well, capicola. Well, gabagool. Well, no, there's, there's a couple. There's, there's capricola. Oh, okay. Which is one type of ham. That's like a salami. Right. Gabagool is another. It's like a hot ham. Oh, I'm thinking of not gruel. Uh, I don't know. Not gruel. Not gabagool. That's something they fed Minnie's prisoners, (laughs) you know, before they put them in the rack. Have you gabagool? (laughs) Hold on. So New Jersey 101.5 giving you a super summer family fun day. You, yeah, you can win free passes to Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. The secret code word. Enter it on a New Jersey 101.5 app for your chance to win a free family four-pack of ride and slide passes. There's three winners every weekday, thanks to our sponsor, Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach in Seaside Heights. Classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Make this a super summer with free family fun from New Jersey 101.5. All right. Uh, Ryan, you were, you were, you were newsing us. Yes, uh, I saw this and I was very excited to see it uh, because this is an idea my friends and I used to joke about. Who's that? Uh, there is now a very wealthy Australian man, Aaron D'Souza, uh, who plans to create the enhanced games for doping athletes. The enhanced? Ooh. <laughs> so uh, the purpose is to see... Jose Cansego playing first. <laughs> okay. So the... Uh, the Lance says, Armstrong in the bikeathon. Yeah. So it's the, uh, here, sorry. Uh, he's the president of the Enhanced Games, which is a sort of Olympics without drug testing, which he says will obliterate all of the world records by unlocking human potential. Barry Bonds in center <laughs> field. I like that. Yeah. So it's exactly what you think. He's going to, uh, it's, uh, for people who are both, uh, under, they're not going to be drug tested. There's going to be no questions asked. You just, you're going to do your thing. 
And what if you don't do drugs, but you're just a dope? And you get <laughs> well, actually, that's the thing. He wants people to, to show up who are not taking drugs as well mm-hmm. to try and beat those people because he's like, it's going to make great television. And uh, you know that's what? the whole motivation behind it. The whole motivation behind steroids was to make great television. Why do you think baseball looked the other way? They didn't know what was going on. Oh, my God, I can't believe you took drugs. Get that. Yeah, come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Barry Bonds was it Mark McGuire and uh, and Manny Sosa. No, it was Manny Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa dueling for a home run title that neither one of them would ever achieve without steroids. They are completely shocked when they found out that there were steroids involved in it. Yeah, right. Mark being, Mark being photographed with the andro in the locker room. Yeah. No! <laughs> he did what? <laughs> Plausible deniability. Yeah. No, uh, so um, there's a video if you go onto the website uh, for the Enhanced Olympics, and you can see their world record 100-meter uh, time, which is faster than Usain Bolt's. But it is not regarded as a as a legal world record because the person who did it, I guess, was under the influence of performance enhancing drugs. Well, here's the thing: like with baseball, if they didn't, if they allowed it to happen, then how do you deny these steroid guys, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens? How do you deny them the Hall of Fame? They because if you didn't, if you let them play and you didn't throw them out, then you have to acknowledge their achievements. That's true. Yeah, if they played like that and then only now after the fact are we like, hey, wait a minute. But they never proved that they were on it. They never acknowledged it, nor did they suspend them or anything. Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. My opinion, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. because what he did, what he accomplished on the field had nothing to do with what he bet. So the idea that this is what he accomplished as a player, that gets you in the Hall of Fame. What you did afterwards, yeah, we, we don't like that, but yeah. still. Nor should people be taken out of the Hall of Fame. Because, again, this these are their accomplishments. They need to be recognized. That's but it. when you're dealing with the steroid era, and it's like, okay, well, you got this happened. You knew it was going on. So if you're not going to punish them, and these records are going to stand, then they need to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I mean, um, you know, not to give him the green light on doing it because he won and there's money that goes with it. But Lance Armstrong donated a lot of money that he would end up winning from these things. Right. And uh, there was a lot well, of that's his privilege. Exactly. But what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is um, in, in his case, uh, it was more than just, you know, wanting to win. Like there was some good behind. It. I mean, obviously he wanted to win. But, but whatever um, he did, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm not, you know, all I'm saying is he did it. You're allowing, you're not taking the record away from him. You know, you're allowing it to happen and, uh, that's it. So then, but it's, it's, I'm thinking more in terms of like the, the team sports, like Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. You can't deny, we're not going to let him in because we know he did steroids. It doesn't matter. When he played and you knew, you know, those records, this happened. If you, either you prove he did the steroids, he admits he does the steroids, whatever. And then you suspend him, or but there was no ruling. These guys were allowed to play, finish their careers, go on. So if that's the case, they have to get in. Yeah. And the same thing with, uh, you know, any football player, you know, Pete Rose, he, this is what he accomplished on the field. That's why he should be in. And that's it. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, my, my counter idea for this is the unenhanced games. All the people who are in uh, smoke a bunch of uh, marijuana, nerds. and then they got to try and do all these Olympic things. All well, the guys who wish they could play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, an Olympics. Great job by you. Guys.
This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.